this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Bald Move TV. This is the Banshee edition, talking primarily about Banshee episode 402, The Burden of Beauty, something which I know nothing about. What's it like to be beautiful? How much of a burden is it? Um, All these things and more will be explored. You know that's a sore topic for me, as I was attacked by a dog as a small child and no longer have a face. (laughs) So I wouldn't know. Uh, I'm your ho- uh, I'm your host. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron, and I am Cecily. And uh, we are talking about Banshee. Uh, what do you think of this episode? I thought it was good. I was scared at first because this one, I don't know if you noticed, got all of the ratings. They threw it all. You got the mm-hmm. RP, the GV, the N, the AC, and the AL. It's just a alphabet soup of carnality and violence. Yes. Yeah, so I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, uh, there. I wish that I could somehow avoid the content advisories because, <laughs> like that, the the RP, the rape, made me think, like, okay, at the very beginning, they've got this simulated kitty rape kind of roofy deal, right? So they showed that where I mean, obviously that that girl was in that position, but they didn't show her actually. Uh, like graphically being raped yeah so i thought they were gonna put that did, as is that what uh, they I'm, counted or is i thought the, they were gonna put that as a red herring like oh this is just a movie but later like when rebecca gets grabbed that's gonna be a real well, scary yeah, and rape when dudes and, got her and they're ripping her clothes off it's like that's you, your mind jumps to that and i'm like man if i it's the game of thrones syndrome yeah. i'm not sure what they're thinking is actual rape and we'll, <laughs> <laughs> i was worried um, worried but what uh, other than the omnipresent RP uh, <laughs> hanging over this episode? What do you think? I liked it. I liked it too. It was Rebecca it was... heavy, so that answered your question from last week. Definitely, she's definitely going to be doing more. Although she's, yeah, no, I guess she actually had some speaking lines. It wasn't. She's just looking pretty and and uh, inscrutable in right. the middle distance. It'd be interesting if she was dead the entire season, but she was just like a star of the entire season <laughs> yeah. as well. Just this is the one that she, this is her breakout season, the one where she gets murdered in the first <laughs> yeah. few seconds. Yes. Um, they got her cadaver doll dancing around doing stuff. I, it, I thought it was great, and I actually thought that it's much better than last week's episode because last week got all the location stuff and all the everyone's got to catch up with everybody. And, and this one, we got Job. Yeah, we were we got a little, right in the face. Got got some some job teaser stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. They're not gonna you know jerk us around an entire season about whether he's alive or not. They're you know we we've got uh, we got a definitive statement. Yes, I got lied to hood. What a surprise! Should have gone through all the kneecaps and all the elbows. Did he lie to him? Yeah, because he said Job's dead, and that's what I. Yeah, I was suspicious oh, of him. Oh, I didn't think truth. he knew definitively himself. But he said you you should face it, and you know in your head that he should be dead already. So 
Well, he took that to so heart. So does that mean that Job knows even more? I know. And is even more valuable? Yeah. Like, is he going to be the black sky of pro- prophecy from of, of old? Yeah. I can't imagine why they would, why he would be alive at this point either. It just seems cruel. Yeah. Unless he's being used as, like, bait for something or someone. I also think it's remarkable what physical shape he's in after being held in prison in a pit for two years. Presumably yeah. wasting away. You're not getting all your protein needs. You don't know. You have no idea. Hmm. He could uh, be feeding on really healthy rats down there. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, someone's keeping him, like people were talking about his hair and his beard. Mm-hmm. But real talk here, unless someone's giving him a trim, uh, I mean, that there's no way. I mean, we saw what Lucas Hood looked like after. Maybe they shave his head every month. That's what I'm saying. Or shave yeah. him completely that, that every looks, month. It looks like he's got a m- month or two's worth of, of beard and, and hair growth. Yeah. It's not quite, you know, castaway. And also... This could be at any point in the last 18, two, two years. That's true. They didn't give us a title card of like a one week, one month, blah, blah. I mean, I I feel like that unless they they trained us, unless we get that title card, that it's current day. Yes. I'm going to assume so. But I assume when we find out where he is and what he's doing, there'll be lots of flashbacks then. Of course. <laughs> of course. This is a very memento season for a very kind of memento show. Uh, I've got it broken down again by roughly characters and what they've done in the episode. You want to go that way? Yeah, let's do it. Um, So three months ago, we find out that Rebecca has been doing her own side meth business with the Bodekers. Because they were making stuff in bathtubs. She decided to start selling it, but only if it was outside of Banshee. She upgraded them. It's an incredibly small town, so I find it hard that all... Like I want to say four of these gangs that continue to intersect keep intersecting because it's such a small town and there's mm. a lot of Amish people in it. Yeah. So that's but Rumspringa. They're can making carry, a killing on Rumspringa. I'm telling you that carries your <laughs> that that's like uh, that's like a tourist season in yeah. in the Florida Panhandle. Like those three months can make you. And there's a there's a fresh crop of 18 year old Amish born every year. Just have to wait 18 years for this to get there. Um, so it turns out that they could not stay at a Banshee and she goes to confront them by herself. She asks for Hood's help first and he says no, but follows her anyway. Cause that's what you do. Mm-hmm. The other thing is like, she is afraid of her uncle. And I thought this is interesting, a piece to the puzzle because I'm still on the bad bow tie, uh, Burton theory of the serial killer you said oh they made peace and blah 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 she's dealing behind her uncle's back after she gave he gave her this promotion and gave her his office and showed all this faith and i'm telling you man that's something that set the bow tie off uh, so i'm feeling really good about my prediction two season two episodes in okay it's mildly interesting i don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> um so she almost gets fed to a dog but I don't know. I think she handled herself pretty well. A lot no. better than I thought she would. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, she's... I don't know. She's always kind of tread that line between damsel in distress and ingenue and kind of badass in her own right. And it feels like... I, I first started rolling my eyes because, of course, Hood was going to come in here and quote-unquote save her. But, no, she was... Uh, I thought she handled herself pretty well. Yeah. I think she should have started out ultimately by shooting did, a lot needed, more people. Yeah, ultimately did need saving, but... You know, but yeah, yeah. I, th- I could see Hood needing the same saving in the same circumstance. I agree. Um, 
Yeah, and Brock would be the person who showed up for him. Right. It's it's the circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets her out of there. Before she can leave, she decides to blow up this meth lab, and Hood exchanges bullets to the gut with another guy. Mm. Uh, on the second watch, I noticed it was more like shotgun shell, or maybe like buckshot? Really? Yeah. I don't know. Thing, I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't shoot to kill, but it, it seems like it's something that Rebecca could believably heal him from yeah she's gonna pull out clean shit out of his shoulder and then shoot him full of those drugs she stole yep and surprisingly easy to just get drugs they just keep him in the hallway closet oh i mean they're in lock and key all she you have to, to do is smash some glass and nobody hears the glass break <laughs> sure. or comes to stop you <laughs> well you know that's part of her being a badass um i do think i like how this gives a little bit of plausibility because i so far there, there there's this like you know, Mexican investigation standoff where Brock suspects Proctor and Hood and Hood suspects Proctor and Proctor suspects Hood. And I'm like, I don't believe for a second that Hood and Proctor ever think that they are involved in, in, in the murder. No, they really don't. Like, I just don't buy it. And as far as Brock, I wouldn't buy that. He would accept that hood would have something to do with it. But now that there's blood evidence, and he lied to him. And he's been missing for so long. But she, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that that... Brock, being the good cop that he is, would have to. Yeah. Especially since they threw in that scene with Bunk. Or I want to call him <laughs> Bunk. That scene with uh, McNulty and Bunk. Uh, where they're talking about it. And he's like... He grants like, yeah, I guess I wouldn't believe that Hood would do something like this. But there's all this blood evidence. Yeah. And he lied to me. So that I'm, I'm feeling good about. If, mm-hmm. I wish there was a way that they could. I guess now I guess now that Hood knows that Rebecca was muscling into his drug dealing against his uh, against his will and wishes and behind his back, does he think that he's ruthless enough that he would kill Rebecca? Because I guess I kind of do. Hood? No, Proctor. You said Hood. Oh, sorry. No, I'm saying does Hood think Proctor is ruthless enough to kill her for this uh... transgression? No. No. I, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think that? So, what do you think Proctor would do if he caught Rebecca, you know, doing this behind his back drug operation with the Bodickers? I don't know. Has he done something to her before? Did he like lock her in well, the he's little had sex prayer with cabinet? Her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think. I. I don't know. I I know that she is scared of him, just as a a canon thing. Well, but that's but because like, he's are like you a scared of him? Because that's or... the thing. Are you? Uh, is she afraid of him? And like the, you know, you're afraid of getting too close to the edge of the Grand Canyon, or is she afraid of him? Like, or a if great you believe shark, he's like, like truly mad and like, mm, I feel like she loves him. Is only afraid of him in the abstract. Like he's someone you don't want to cross, and I'm crossing him. Yeah, or like she really doesn't have anything if she crosses him so i guess that's scary enough yeah i don't know he might kill her maybe he did maybe <laughs> maybe the bow tie was a hit i don't know this uh that brings us to the very end of the episode where the last time we see rebecca is three days ago yes and she's i thought she's being drugged through a forest you said yeah. carried oh well, i wasn't sure it was the way her head was laying but there's a hooded figure taking Ooh. her somewhere so hooded that- hooded is that Hood confirmed ser- serial killer? Uh, I assume so, right? Mm-hmm. Serial killers always wear hoods or masks of some kind. Sure. Definitely wasn't a KKK hood, which I thought is where you were going with that. Oh, no, no. I don't know. It's going to is Lucas this, Hood. Is this a cult? 
Oh. See? You just not got it. <laughs> bad. It was bad. <laughs> anyway. Uh, is this a cult? No. Is this some sort of ritualistic killing? No. We're not in Louisiana. We're in Pennsylvania, damn it. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know her killer. Are you her killer? Is that how you're so sure? No. I, I don't know. I, like I said, my money's on bad bowtie Burton doing what he thinks that proctor should do if he wasn't clouded by his penis emotion which so that, why would understand. burton put on a hood and drag her out in the woods because he doesn't want her ghost <laughs> to tell kai proctor when he's praying in his torture chamber uh with his big jesus cross on his back she doesn't want him to appear before him <laughs> Okay, you continue to desperately cling to your theory, and I'm going to move on to Brock. What's Brock doing? He busts up a... How the episode started with a Nazi, in part Nazi group shooting rape films? Well, this is interesting, because there is a real-life genre of porn that's like like these BDSM and kinky sites that do these like simulated you know rape and bondage scenes and they always you know they're they always uh have uh of age actresses giving their consent and they have like the interviews before and after so everyone knows this isn't real this seems like taking that concept and saying what would the neo-nazi version of this thing be ah they would go to uh, high schools and they get 13 and 14 year old girls and they'd roofie their beers and then they would actually rape them and sell them in some kind of underground market which Hell, it might actually, this might be ripped from the headlines and I'm just that naive, but uh, I feel like it's just the the, the Banshee version of that, you know, because the ba- Banshee does that a lot. There's a thing in real life, this is now the Banshee version of that thing. Yeah, so, this is the real life thing turned up to 11. But it does feel like that not only is there a lack of consent here, um, which is weird because the director is filming this thing as if it is, <laughs> he's like, okay, okay, you've taken your pants down, that's enough, now let's get on to the next, like, what is the next part? Isn't the next part him just, you know, like... Have they never seen pornography before? What the fuck? Um, but yeah, it feels like that they're actually roofing these girls and raping them on camera. Yeah. So this isn't just uh, this isn't just uh, like illegal, like you know, up some kind of technicality. This is like super dastardly illegal. Right. And they've got them red-handed with all this these charges against you're them. You're Nazis. You're drugging. You're raping, and they're underage. Yeah, and got it's being, and counts. it's on film. Everyone's filmed here. This, yeah. There's all the evidence you need. Yep. Um, so it turns out that they have been doing this a lot, or not this particular bus, but just busting people because Sh- uh, Fobon, or her, I found out her real name is Cruz, yes. has been getting these uh, quote-unquote anonymous tips, and uh, it's Proctor having them do his dirty work. Um, Proctor then says that would you say that Proctor has the Banshee Police Department on cruise control? <laughs> I, the, I would not Clearly, say that. from the look on your face, you would not. <laughs> okay. Um, Withdrawn. <laughs> your honor. I'm going to allow this. Okay. Um, so Proctor meets up with, with Brock in his office, and he alludes to having done something to get Brock his position of sheriff and to keep him there. What did Brock do? I don't know. Brock seems like he might have been a naughty boy. But he's still pushing back against the mayor, so it can't he be too like bad. It. It's not too he bad. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. 
But I don't yeah. know. Brock in these four seasons has been a master of impotent huffing and puffing. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, you, you're not the real sheriff, and you're a bad guy, and you're a criminal. But ha, oh, you know. <laughs> but yeah. I'll go file this paperwork. That's right. Yeah. Um. So this results in, um. Is that right, or am I getting ahead of myself? I don't know. What are you thinking? Results in the guys end up getting because of all this. The guys who did uh rape those young girls get their case thrown out oh it's because the director the director is not yeah one of their own so, men. so that that kai goes in there and says to the white power guy calvin what the fuck we had this arrangement you split all your cut and now you got all this porn that you're not giving me any money for what's going on and the guy says uh so it's kind of like hey you you fucked up i don't want to hear about your men he's like well my guys won't talk but i can't vouch for the director he's an independent yeah. So now everybody is just getting off scot free. I thought that the that they were going to like, well, then you need to murder this director angle. Yeah. You know, like you've got a bunch of white power guys with shivs in a prison. What good are they for if you can't silence a motherfucker every once in a while? Yeah. And apparently he's the only director in I, that area. I imagine. There's and you not... you need a very skilled director yeah, to be raping people on camera. That's the, the the crazy part, right? Yeah. Like that you need any kind of film experience to do some kind of shitty illegal porn or is director like you might just... need a tripod you need you need no conscience that's what you're looking for like that that, that was a little silly too but or, or maybe director is in quotation marks and it's he's like the most charismatic charismatic charming guy who can go out and grab girls ah, get him back to his he's place like charlie manson drag type. or drug them yeah sure yeah i don't know he didn't read as charming he read sleazy to me. Well, I guess he's the one with the least amount of Nazis symbols okay, on him. Sure, he doesn't have t- <laughs> he doesn't have white power tattoos. Yeah, I'll grant you that. <laughs> but uh, he doesn't get off scot free. Um, Carrie does end up following him back to. So we found that there's 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 a back channel where Bunker is feeding her information, presumably on all the people are getting off scot free by the prosecutor. Yeah. Um, but do you think that, do you think there's like a, uh, a white power bias in this? Like, I didn't get that vibe from the, the bearded goons that she beat up last week. Yeah. But these guys clearly are, are at ties to the white power group. Although the director wasn't. Oh, kind of, if you're being paid and working for them. But he's an outsider. She seems like, <laughs> I, I was trying to think if, I was trying to envision if, if I thought that Bunker was actually feeding her information about his old gang, but it seems like it's just broader categories right like this whole thing was brought to their attention in the first place by Cruz and proctor yeah so sure he's got some added vested interest but at the same time part of me wants to say that it's mostly because of all the young women that are being hurt do you think that this is do you think brock is putting do you think brock knows about this deal with carrie or do you think this is something bunker is just doing on the side because he's fed up with this cruise situation no, I don't think Brock knows about it. Okay. I don't think it's an established thing. Like, the last time, she was just waiting outside the... Well, I guess Bunker could have That's what I'm her. saying. <laughs> I'm thinking they're telling her thus that at least her and Bunker have been working together. But it also seems silly why they would why they would hire her to do it. Why not? She's a criminal badass. How well, many of those do you know? If you knew a woman who was desperately trying to get her life together to get her children back would you maybe just not be a part of her directly uh, no, I see contradicting what you mean. that? I see what you mean. 
I don't but, know. But, I mean, again, I mean, I'm a fan all the way, so don't get me wrong. No, I mean, I kind of like, that's a cool angle because usually that's a guy thing to do, right? The mm-hmm. guy is the one who's consumed by revenge and, you know, you can see that, oh, if he just go home and spend time with Timmy and let this go that he could have, him, but he just can't because mm-hmm. the laws of vengeance require it. I like that they're giving that to a woman. That's cool. The thing that she should be doing and the thing she is doing is at odds with her need for revenge and for loyalty to her her friends. Right. And, yeah, she's saving a lot of people, I assume. Mm-hmm. Well, she's hurting a lot of bad guys. Yeah. Those are almost by the same thing. St- Just ask Batman. <laughs> for example, by stabbing them in the dick. Yes. Yep. Jesus. Yep. Uh, how did that make you feel? <laughs> you know, um, I, get, I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to empathize with a guy because I have seen dudes take a you know vicious blow to, the, to, to junk and cinema and i felt empathy for them but i did not really feel like any like my testicles weren't retracting it's just like yeah that guy got it stabbed in the dick and he probably deserved it <laughs> probably deserves worse yeah all right uh so then carrie find out she has like a secret hidey weapon cachet in her closet because mm-hmm. she's been doing this a lot so i guess that kind of supports the theory that she's being well She's being contracted by someone to do this. Hmm. Or she just got all of her weapons together. and Well, just... she still had a big chunk of change from the job where they, you know, yeah. her share of that was pretty. I, I imagine she did all that from that. And she bought her, you know, quarter her of a hundred acre her, woods. Yep. <laughs> quarter of the hundred acre wood. Yeah. So she can have like Piglet, Pooh, Tigger, or Eeyore, but not all of them at once. Right. So this isn't, she doesn't have enough range to space to free range them <laughs> <laughs> but she's all I, I like that that they've really made this seem like a fortress i guess they didn't sell me on that before or maybe she's installed this since the last episode but there's this forbidding wrought iron fence around the whole property yeah. with floodlights and security cameras and she's got this 360 degree awareness she's this this paranoid yeah, as they they mention it what do you think of her in uh, hood's reunion uh it was interesting she put she hid her wedding ring away. That's the first thing she did. That's rolling out the that's rolling out the welcome mat to your vagina, yeah. As a woman, would you would how would you interpret that? Um I mean maybe not the welcome mat because she's certainly putting up a, a certain front. I don't know. It's it's unlock it's taking the little chain link off the off the door and looking through the people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She hasn't ever stopped looking for Job. That's what I was getting to. That she's got one of those obsessive investigation yarn art collages up in her house. I want to make one of those someday. I, I, don't, I just want to get really into something and just. Do you make... want me to lose our cat? Well, and I then won't. That can be. That is not any kind of motivator. <laughs> she's a terrible cat. It's it's something to investigate. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, maybe my child would kidnap it. It would go cat string to trash can. <laughs> <laughs> You solved the mystery. My All God. Right. I've scratched that itch. <laughs> so I guess that would explain why she's got all these weapons and this stuff. She's been doing these secret missions. Sure. And just to keep, you know, like her workout is just to take it out on local bad guys. And that makes, it does make Hood seem like a real piece of shit. Really does. Like why did he give up when and, and, and turn his back on Carrie when she clearly hadn't? And Sugar's awful bitter about this. I don't know why he is because, like, he does. I don't think he's been helping Carrie, has he? 
He kept the bar open. <laughs> <laughs> that was his job. That was his job. He's got to keep the crew watered, and and he lived up to that. He also uh, allows his bar to be let out as a uh, as a black cell torture interrogation center. Yes. Where he offers services such as coolie mean mugging <laughs> while drinking a redneck while sucking down a beer. That's one of your favorite things too in cinema. It's just side eyeing someone as you take a drink out of a glass. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. That's a good. Yeah. Uh, so indispensable, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice that when they were looking at the, that the, at the Job vision board mm-hmm. that they closed in on this picture that's pinned up there that looks like it might be some sort of factory or warehouse type facility? Yeah. And I know I you know. want to draw a yarn, a yarn line, a yarn line between that photo and Job being naked in a pit. But I just like to point out that he's naked in a pit. There's no way we can say that that pit looks like it belongs in a multicolored warehouse in some district in Banshee. I just want to say that I, or I just want to think that it's not all been in vain. Like, oh man, could you imagine? No, that would be next level. For it to be something completely different? Yeah, no. I mean, it would actually make a lot of sense for the location to be one of those things that she hasn't gotten around to. Because it would be, it'd make Carrie look stupid if she's been investigating this for two years and she's just not even close. Yeah. Like, I think that she's connected enough and smart enough and resourceful enough that, you know, she's got a good idea of all the different nuts that he could be in, but they're all tough to crack. And I mean, clearly it's got to be a combination of her and Hood's intelligence. So once Hood starts making his vision board, then it'll like a sure like a Venn diagram. They'll go together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we also they also revealed in the scene that he's been in touch with the diva. Deva. Deva, rather. Yes. Which I don't know. I've never really bought their relationship. And I think that they just threw this in so that people would be like, man, Hood, not only did you turn your back on your friends and your ex-lovers and your associates, but also your own daughter. Like, yeah. how big of a piece? And they're like, oh, we don't want him to be. We're, we're trying to calibrate how big a piece of shit he is. <laughs> yes. That's, well, that's, a, that's a piece of shit too far. So let's make sure that we know that he's still got his relationship with his daughter. He's teaching her a valuable lesson of retreating to a mountain cabin and going full on grizzly bear. I don't know. Life I, gets tough. That, I feel like that would be better for her. Really, he was never her father. Gordon was sure her entire life. So just because he shows up in town and starts um, fucking around with her mom doesn't really make him her father. So I don't know. I thought the best thing for her was for him to not be around anymore but he didn't do that because clearly he initiated contact with her it's not that she sleuthed him down to this she had to she showed up in her fiat and he looked surprised as he was cutting wood so you think that she just tracked him down to that cabin yeah you're right maybe he did see her in a diner and give her his address or something i'm pretty sure he did he did like i I, you know i don't i don't i don't like how we left things i'm confused about the flashbacks while they're talking present day they're Mm -hmm. talking in front of the vision board yeah and Deva comes to visit, and then Carrie is talking to her therapist. Is that right after Deva's visit? Is she saying that's, that she knew? That's the interesting thing about the Banshee storytelling is it's like a three-braided cord. Or was that cord. like a post their meeting? No, I oh, think no. I do feel like what happened is she is bitching to her therapist about Lucas Hood being back in her life. So this happened after. after. Okay. Yeah, because it only really makes sense in that context. Right. And he does point out, like, yeah, I mean, what he did was not a cool thing to do. And you are right to be justifiably angry and, and whatnot. But on the other hand, 
you can't protect your children from everything. That's true. And, you know, I think that's an interesting point that, like, I don't know, it's, I'm kind of going through that process now where you have a kid and they're completely, you know, reliant on you to keep them out of danger. When it's a baby, it's, like, ridiculous. They're trying to kill themselves all the time. You just got to keep them breathing. But at some point, they're their own people and you really can't do shit to protect them. But, like, you spent your whole life doing that, so must be rough, especially if you got skills like Carrie mm-hmm. or Hood, where you could conceivably protect your child from any danger. You just have to turn into a psychopath to do it. Right. But there's that choice. <laughs> <laughs> Most parents don't have that choice. So it's like, eh, you know, we'll just not be a psycho about it. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other parents that are not badasses at all, but they still go psycho. Yes. It's like it's just a spectrum of human experience. <laughs> like where you get crazy strength and you can lift a car off of someone sure that makes sense except for it's just crazy (laughs) (laughs) um so she says she still hasn't gone through gordon's things uh carrie ends up laying in her son's room Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode yeah is that her old is that her old house no, but I think it's... But her new house isn't done at all, so is that where she just spends all of her day in the new house, and then she goes home? Oh, maybe it was a flashback to her. Like, I don't know, because you're right. That whole house does not look ready to be furnished with her child's things. No, Although there's no walls Maybe on it if I headcanon this, maybe she finished her children's rooms first so she can show that they're, like, you know, uh, the child protect people. Look, I've got bedrooms ready for them to go. That would make sense. And then, you know, yeah, the living room and the kitchen's a nightmare, but you can yeah. work on those. I, I don't know. That's... I could also believe that it's just, like, one of those emotional montages where they're showing her a few moments of when she was still at her old house and why she had to get away, because if... She stayed there. She just stayed curled up on her son's bed all day and not get anything done. Not kick all the ass that needs to be kicked in this place. Yeah, that's true. There's a surplus of ass that needs to be kicking in Banshee because Job's been gone. Lucas <laughs> has been gone. Carrie, Nazis all over the place. Carrie was curled up in her bed. So she's kicking ass for three people at this point. <laughs> um, can, can I can we talk about we Calvin at? with the neo-Nazi a little bit? Yeah, that's he's about got He's got this next. drug lab. Um and he does a lot of bitching about the guy who is on top of it. I forget Watts. the guy's Watts. Mr. Reggie Watts. Watts. Not uh, his name. It's not his name. He would be a funny leader of a, <laughs> of a white power group, though. Um, but this this Mr. Watts, and he thinks that he has gone soft, and he's not keeping the race pure and keeping and their he, families protected. But he's and, in prison, so what what can he really do? Uh, well, no, I think that that was just he's been in prison. And he's making a gay joke. He's like, he's been in the box long enough that he doesn't mind taking it up the ass. Yeah, I thought that was the whole point. He's like, he's currently... Is he currently in jail? That's what I thought, okay. but I don't know anything about this character. It works and don't way. look it up, because you're going to spoil me That's for next week. That's the thing. Like, I tried to look up the Bodecker to th- see if I forgot that he had gotten his hand blown off. Yes, because and... I felt so sure we had never seen that guy. And it turns out that the wiki just had a bunch of spoilers from next week's episode in it. So... Yeah, so we found out how that guy got his hand split open. Yeah, which... Uh, I'm not. It's been a bad hand for a bit, bad week for hands, between uh, hardcore Henry and and this shit. Just like hands are getting split open in all kinds of inventive ways. Gross. Let's move on. Anyway, uh, has anyone explained? So so Calvin wants to take over. Raw for you. Has anyone explained why he has this button-down accountant job when he is moving massive weight of narcotics? When he seems to be like porn? second fiddle. 
Yeah, I feel like he would have other things to do other than send in TPS reports to his Chinese boss. Yeah, yeah. And if you just need a cover, then again, you can find a better cover job. Hell, you can have a cover corporation. Buy a Jimmy John's franchise. Pull a Stringer Bell, get a Kinko's, man. Like, there's, like, why are you taking order why are you middle management at some company you should be running your own and it's not like you're fooling anybody the police officers know i mean your brother is a police officer he knows what you're doing sure that's a good point and he's fucking fucking your uh, baby mama i don't know (laughs) i don't know but anyway this all this just drives him insane he decides he wants to start or stage a coup against Mm -hmm. watts thoughts I I mean neo Nazis gonna neo Nazis go to neo Nazi man <laughs> like that's what they're kind of like Sith that way right yes it's it's one of those things where you think you're right wing enough and then some guy starts talking real batshit crazy and like whoa 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 we we're not really talking about throwing women in jail for getting an abortion army oh shit now I'm no longer on the right ra- you know it's like that's yeah. what happens when you got a crazy a crazy movement um there's someone can always outmaneuver you and say like you know we're not being hard enough on the minorities and the 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 filthy races. So this kind of ties into I I think this is going to hinder Proctor's plan to get three three tons in a fortnight. If Calvin stages a coup, then he will not be able to provide. That's another thing I don't understand about Banshee. What drugs is Proctor involved this in? This was established in the very, very early goings of the show, but he's selling like a special made-up pill. Really? Yeah. Because that's the thing. They, or maybe it's, it's a drug I've never heard of. They, they're but. careful to say it's not like cocaine or heroin or crystal meth, but they always show pills Something and they're, it's measured me. in tons. Like I, I'm remembering a scene of like Hood going to like a barn rave party where Deva was at and... And finding these pills, and maybe she almost took some. I don't know. But that... if this is some kind of super special homage thing, why is there a West Coast and East Coast supplier? And why is this shit coming out of no, Ecuador? No, it's not like a I... special Amish thing. Okay. It's just a, something a previously Amish man is creating in a primarily Amish town. I thought it was like that friendship bread shit. Like, they're just moving it in baggies and separating it up and giving it away. And, like, it just nope keeps multiplying. <laughs> it's, it's addictive. I don't know. No, 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 no. Okay, well, if have they ever named that drug? I don't remember. All right. It's a it's a blue pill. You it's take the, it and you, you just blast it's the off. Amish bombish. No, it's not Amish. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> I saw people making them handmade. Those are handmade pills. No, they were hand sorting them into pill halfway bottles. Halfway to be an Amish. They're going into pill bottles. They weren't using power tools. You are a mess. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Uh, I will. I'll rewind the show and show you. Okay, we got to move on from this. Hood is still being followed by Bunker and Brock, and he shows up at this this shit kicker bar where Brock tries to um, intercept. What is this Bodecker's name? This Bo Dicker? I, I th- he's EJ? Bodecker's nephew. EJ. I don't care. He's dead after this episode. Yeah, so it's like this is true. So yeah, he's Bodecker's nephew. So basically, Hood sends Bunker and Brock in to round the guy out for him and he comes right out and to the point that i almost wonder like is brock doing this intentionally like we're gonna go in and flush him out wink wink you know or is he actually think he's running an investigation he's trying to stay on top of or ahead of hood but it's not working okay 
It never has, by the way. Right. You've had three seasons of him getting the best of you, Brock. <laughs> so they lightly interrogate this guy at Sugar's Bar. He's got no information, turns out. Or he just tells him, it, really, it was Proctor. Mm. Yeah. So, so no, he's going to kill him? I. Why did he say he's he was fucking your niece if he didn't know that Proctor was going to kill him. I think there's a little bit, there's a little bit implication there that hood is trying to make him go away. But why just doesn't like the Bodekers? Cause that guy didn't seem half bad, uh, man. Really? I, every, I didn't I, see him raising a rabid dog or, or raping anyone or no, I didn't say he looks like a rapist, but does he look like someone who could run with Rebecca? Like Rebecca is impressive on many levels. That's this not the argument here. I'm saying what makes, him, what makes him a bad guy? That he plays guitar in a shitty bar? I'm just saying he's not good enough for Rebecca. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't what? believe I'm approaching this like a soap opera, but I am. She's had sex with a lot of weird people. She had sex with Woody Harrelson. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. That's true. I would Objection withdrawn. Uh, but no, but matter. yeah, he def- Again, he, and also dead. I think he says it because he number one, uh, Hood has got the same thing with Proctor, where it's like, yeah, it's none of none of my business who she fucks, but I kind of hate everyone that she does because I'm, you know, fucking her first. Yeah, I'm like weirdly paternalistic in my sexual proclivities, both of them in a way. <laughs> Jesus, no, seriously, there's a little bit of father figure no, fucking I going on it. for both I, of them. Yep. All right. Anyway, um, and but I also think he was just trying to piss off Proctor by rubbing it in his face that she was fucking this low life. Yeah, and he wasn't happy about it. Yep. Although uh, he did too play the you know it's none of my business who she's fucking and he just drank <laughs> a five gallon jug of Lipton's tea as tears rolled down his eyes. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> and his skin turned green. Uh, very last thing I have. Okay. The blood. In the white Bronco was Hoods. <laughs> yeah, it is a one in sixty-four billion chance it was anybody but Hood. <laughs> did we? Did is that? Did you have anything else? No, that's it. That was um, the last thing. It's the conversation between Bunker and Brock where they discuss the blood. Yeah, and everyone gets everyone's information. Like there's like Hoods got the police reports. Proctor's got the police reports. Brock's got the police reports. It's 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 a three way investigation going on here. Yeah, so there's a montage of of Hood and Brock reading the same files over and scotch at the and dead, cigars. Dead pictures of Rebecca together. Uh huh. About to have themselves a night to remember, <laughs> as the country singer sang. Uh, no, I'm not going down. No, you're trying to bait me into saying something crazy. And I've already said way too many crazy things. Probably have to do a lot of editing in this podcast. All right. Uh, I assume we have this thing we call feedback. Oh, I thought you had more. No, I you had I think... more crazy things you wanted to say. Nope, nope, nope. Um, uh, if you want to send us feedback, of course, banshee at baldmove.com or on our forums, forums.baldmove.com. We have an episode every week, a thread that you can discuss on the episode. Mm-hmm. A threaded episode. A threaded discussion. episode. Um, we've only got one feedbacks this week. It is from Grundleby on the forums. Good old Grindel. They say, if half the Fanchies were mixed on the first episode, I think they're going to double down on the disappointments. Oh, no. So far, the show seems content with letting the plot unfold without the aid of gonzo set pieces. That's true. 
Uh, Hood was doing actual casework. Has that ever happened before? <laughs> I enjoyed Banshee as a competent drama just as much as an actioneer, so I'm really digging this season. I don't know. They blew up a meth lab, and a, a dog ripped someone's face off. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They're, But those are just, like, punctuation points in, a, like you said, a, a relative off-the-shelf police drama. Yeah. They're not like if, if there was a five-minute... A punch fight that led into someone getting th- punched, uppercutted into a pit of 12 rabid dogs. That's the banshee I know and love. All right, all right, fair. But you just, you know, you, you, you slip, trip, and fall into a pin of one rabid dog. Come on. Hold His on. name is Job. <laughs> yeah, you um, can't have a naked Job. Like that, okay, that's that's exciting. Yeah. But then he's just filthy and he hoses him down with water and he screams. That's, you know. <laughs> Come on. Uh, they continue, while it was nothing to write home about in the Banshee Pantheon, that dog attack was brutal. Yeah. So many shows threaten the use of dog attacks, but they just fucking went for it. Yep. Somewhere out there, Ethan Chandler approves. Do you think this is going to be... It's a penny dreadful this reference. Scene, <laughs> this scene of Banshee is going to be like, for dogs, what the movie Jaws was for great whites. Like, people are going to... Do, sweep do, the streets do, of the two great war white they, critics they, agree they're going to and the dogs are going to be an endangered species 20 years from now because people just can't have them in their homes anymore because they're, they're terrified <laughs> it's like you know and like you, you could stay out of you could not be afraid of jaws but stay out of the ocean where are you going to be not afraid of dogs dogs are everywhere <laughs> there could be, be a dog in this room with us right now <laughs> that's terrifying are you scared? Look, this bottle has a dog on it. I'm so afraid. <laughs> that peach flavored whiskey bird dog, man. He could get me anytime. Yeah, he could. Okay. Bird dog? <laughs> so dogs start hunting the ancestors of dinosaurs. Dogs can hunt dinosaurs. That is terrifying. Yeah. Yep, saw that. Saw that that museum and they got down in Kentucky. <laughs> that was that was God's plan. <laughs> oh God! All right. <laughs> okay, so that's all we've got. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Banshee. For our so on a scale Bald of Move TV on a scale of Forever Fanchi to Fuck Fanchi, where are you at? Fuck Fanji. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 still a ten. Wait, okay. what was the scale? From forever Fanji to fuck Fanji. Oh, I'm I'm forever Fanji. You're forever Fanji. Yeah. I'm I'm a indeterminate length of time that's vast Fanji. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't adequ- adequately I can't say, guarantee you my say, forever. I can't accurately say forever at this point. Really? It's a long time, long several human lifetimes, but not forever. <laughs> Are you saying they'd have to really... Well, they'd have to really true-blooded up for me to hop off board. Oh, they're already... Yeah, there's no way they can... There's no way they can approach that levels of letting me down. Because that would have already started. It would already been aggressively bad to, the, to this point. Right. Yeah, so... All right, so... We'll be back next Monday. For another Fanchi fast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, next Monday. We'll see you then. Bye.
Summertime. Ha ha. Ha ha. Welcome to Miami. Ha ha. What's the Jeff Goldblum one? Ha ha. There we go. Sound check one, two, talking normally. Yep, it's looking good. Okay. Here we go. Can I hear that playback? 